Yes, sir. We are live. Welcome to another episode of ScoutCast. My name is Rolf Stewart and I'm your host. Darian Radenkovic, a man of storytelling, currently acting as chief business developer at Vidi Vaca, creating meaningful stories for the digital generation. Before that, until a few months ago, he was director of education at Brainster, a tech education company on a mission to help people future-proof their careers by learning in-demand tech skills. And for many years, he worked as head of marketing at digital marketing agencies, insurance companies, as well as teaching assistant at a university on communication, mass media, public relations. Darian is outcome-driven and output-focused executive and business marketing strategist. That's a difficult words for me to say, but uh, it's going okay, I think, with strong experience yeah. in growing teams and empowering them to deliver results across all channels. He's passionate for learning and knowledge sharing and always willing to test new approaches while leveling the arguments with data. And that is something that I like. So hopefully during this episode, uh, he can argument with a lot of data for us to, uh, yeah, to verify. Yeah, I think that would cool. be pretty cool. Uh, it seems that a lot revolves around stories, marketing, education, and all this kind of stuff. So uh, welcome, Darian. Yeah, uh, nice to meet you. Thank you for this great introduction. It sounds a bit like, you know, I'm a jack of all trades and <laughs> I hope not a master of none, but <laughs> we will see through the discussion today. I think yeah. that we have a lot of interesting stories to share. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, Again, yeah we're going to be focusing mostly on, uh, yeah, we're going to be mostly focusing on the education side of things, right? <clears throat> and that yeah. is also what you are uh, doing at this moment in your, well, in your, in your yes. work. Yes, absolutely. My work generally uh, revolves around marketing, education, storytelling, as you said. Uh, I think uh, nowadays with the mm -hmm. uh, evolving, evolving of the, the digital uh, industries, uh, I think all of these things are pretty much interconnected. So doing one thing without doing yeah. the other is pretty much impossible. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, having a nice discussion about that. But before we do, I have two more guests by my side here, my wingman for today. Panche uh, Gastiovsky. Yes. Welcome. Hey. Thank you, Rolf. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Now, interested in this topic. Uh, we've been uh, discussing with Darian for quite a while now to uh, have a discussion on uh, education, future of education, uh, jobs, yeah. how jobs are changing, and uh, how we can move forward to that. All right. Well, nice to have you aboard again. Thanks. And of course, Sylvester, sponsor of this uh, today's episode. Again, again. <laughs> Looking forward to the episode. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on uh, on the education system, uh, Davian. I have some personal frustrations with the education system here in Netherlands. So, uh, curious. Okay, so let's maybe. Uh, Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Maybe nowadays? we should start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly. So that might be a good way to start out, right? So, Darian, do you have any frustrations with the current education systems? Well, actually, yes, absolutely. You know, uh, because uh, we live in a post-communist country and. Uh, Education was uh, always one of the I don't know the main the, the, the main uh, topics uh, for discussion. But nowadays, uh, as uh, we enter this transition phase, you know, uh, and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of industries, including uh, education, uh, fell behind the, the the development in the in the Western world. So uh, we are uh, frustrated uh, about a lot of things, but the education uh, is one of the. the Things that people are people are here mo mo mostly frustrated about because you know uh, it was considered that uh, former Yugoslavia had a, a specific and very 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 good educational system, but nowadays uh, our educational system uh, uh, lacks to to, to provide uh, uh, skills that are uh, appropriate to to make uh, young people you know uh, uh, 
prepared for the job market and the demands of, of the job market. So uh, most of it mm. lies in the, you know, uh, that's a problem that it's it's a global one. But uh, uh, in yeah. the, the countries uh, as ours uh, that are not that much developed, uh, it's really a problem because uh, the digital transformation goes uh, very, very fast and the, the education uh, uh, lacks the means to, to uh, keep the, the, you know, but, to keep going. But should education... Long. But shouldn't uh, shouldn't education really be focused on the job market? Because I always thought that education should be more about, you know, teaching young people to to think for themselves, to really be, you know, inquisitive, you know, trying to figure out things like does it have to actually connect to the job market? Yeah, absolutely. So one way to uh, maybe to create a more more uh, sustainable education uh, when it uh, when if, if we focus on the job market. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, the ways to, to maybe handle this problem is to uh, try to create a generation of students that are mostly problem solvers. So that's mm. the way because uh, uh, in a way, maybe maybe uh, you, you have a point here because uh, it can be tiring just chasing the digital transformation and doing yeah. all of these changes in the education and in the way you, you think, you, you teach and everything, and maybe uh, trying to, to, to create a problem solvers that can, you know, uh, find themselves uh, suitable in any position with any technology that emerges uh, in the time is one of the options. But uh, nevertheless, I think that uh, the education generally lacks this uh, dynamic of change that, that is, that is yeah. necessary. Okay, and so Sylvester, you mentioned that you had some frustrations with education. Well, I think the lack of change that Darian just described, I think that's typical for the education system, right? We've also had clients that, that well, in this case, deliver software to the education system. Mm -hmm. And what you see happening is there's, there's usually tenders involved, right? So people need to get a tender approved and then to get the contract and then they're implementing the new system, then they're gonna work with the new system. And in the end, you spend around 10 years before they can iterate again and adapt again to changing environments. At least that's what I see happening. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that I think is just, it's, it's outdated, it doesn't work anymore. We're mm -hmm. not trying to teach the same thing over and over again anymore. And so the more traditional means of education that we knew existed uh, up until let's say the 20, 30, 30, 30 years ago is when also our parents went, you go maybe to school, you go to high school, then university and you're bound to, you know, you finish university and you're bound maybe to be mm -hmm. uh, job fit. Now, generally, also, if you take a university of four years, by the time when you start, by the time you end, the market has already maybe the things you said four or five years ago, when you get out of it, it's like no longer there. The transformation goes very, very, very quick. So what I was wondering, so because I also worked as a um, uh, teaching assistant uh, some years back, and, and more recently, you were part of a brainstorm, and maybe you can tell, mm -hmm. tell a bit more what the brainstorm was, what the idea behind it, behind yeah. it was, and you were um, uh, director of education there. How had education shifted in this period of time? Like, was there like 10, there was 10 15 years uh, difference, I think? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, when I was working as a teaching assistant at uh, formal education, uh, mm -hmm. uh, I was working at a private university that gained uh, pretty much popularity because it was one of the, let's say, easier to, to, to finish. Uh, so at the job market now, the diploma was one of the main, uh, you know, uh, uh, things that you, you, you want to have uh, in mm -hmm. order to find a job. And uh, 10 years later, 
uh, the skill set is the, 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 the only thing that, that uh, new companies, especially companies that work in the field of uh, coding, marketing, digital, uh, data science, uh, the, the, your skill set is the, the main thing that, that they, they need. So uh, the demand uh, in the education itself shifted mm -hmm. from this diploma chasing thing to yeah. uh, skill set uh, chasing. And uh, the boot camps, uh, Brainster, our company, was uh, one of the, the, the uh, fastest growing startups in, in Macedonia just because uh, we uh, kind of bridged this gap of uh, uh, the skills that that, that, were, uh, that young people were missing to, to find jobs that are, that are uh, considered better in general. Uh, and what was an so, example of one of these skill sets? Like, uh, like specific yeah. uh, Microsoft Outlook <laughs> or something? Or? No, uh, this were, these were boot camps that lasted from six months to, to one year, and they, they're preparing you to become a junior in the coding industry uh, as a front-end right. developer, uh, full-stack developer, uh, uh, maybe a Q&A uh, uh, specialist, uh, mm -hmm. QA specialist uh, then digital marketer, uh, graphic designer, UX UI designer, etc., okay. etc. Okay. So these were all, all, all uh, skills that uh, uh, we registered that there is a huge demand at the, at the job, job market, but not yeah. enough uh, uh, young people that, that have this skill set. So it was like, you know, uh, something that, that naturally comes as a, a development of the, of the market, the job market and the education market. Yeah. So, so we, we, we touched briefly that, um, okay, the, the more traditional um, means of operating uh, more traditional universities, they are a bit inert uh, to change. Um, they're not really adaptive enough, with, uh, at least in this domain of, um, of industries. And then so this uh, type of uh, companies uh, like uh, Brainstorm, like filled in, filled in the gap in the void. Uh, how do you see this, this developing in the future? Like, will, what would, is there still room for universities? Yeah, I think absolutely there is. So it, it's not a binary choice, you know, either universities, either boot camps. The traditional education uh, has a lot, a lot, uh, you know, uh, things that, that should stay the way they are, but a lot of things should uh, change. So there is, we were, we were you know, just uh, uh, missing some, some aspects of the traditional education. So we find, at Brainstorm, we find this, uh, a, a way of development that was uh, very, very imminent to us, and it was uh, something that is called uh, applied studies. So it's also uh, high education. Uh, you get the same uh, degree, the same diploma, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, here you don't have to uh, to, to have this, uh, you know, academic professors that are not into industry. So uh, the, the, the law in the education allows you to have uh, professors from the industry. So uh, I can call guys like you that are professionals in their area based in business, in uh, coding, etc., etc., and they can be um, the people that will teach the, 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 uh, the, the new skill sets. So that's something that now you build a curricula that also resembles the, the traditional curricula, but you are not in this frame, frame academic framework that, uh, that doesn't give you the possibility of agility. So if you have an industry-based curricula that you can change uh, with, with agility, now you combine the best of the, the two worlds. So this is the, the, yeah. the way that we, we choose. To so again, both. where is the room of the traditional universities who are mer whose curriculums tend to be overbloated um, with who are taught by a professor from academia who well, some of them might have practice 
in actual business sector, but a lot of them maybe not, and who take years and years and who and where tuitions are much, much higher. Mm -hmm. uh, where is the added benefit of, of doing a, a traditional university then? At least I'm not talking yeah. about all of the, all the industries, I'm more talking for like the digital industries. Mm -hmm. well, so, From my perspective, there were a few courses in my uh, education that I still value. That was about computer organization. So how does a computer actually work inside? So you understand how it works and what you can do with it. Yeah. Uh, but then the other aspects were, well, for instance, we had a class called uh, software engineering. And basically it was uh, following the Java book, right? Learning yeah. how to write Java and how to write threads yeah. yeah. and what the mutex is. I think that was useless. It was absolutely useless. You could just do that online, right? Mm -hmm. You have a problem, you're solving it. Well, what we know, what we experience, work, you work, everything, everything, most of the things that I've been taught, I've actually learned on my own or at work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. the university kind of gave you some basis for, for things. Um, but if you're actually directly taught by people from the, from the, from the business from, for which you're hoping to, to work with in, in the sector, I think that bridging that gap and that effort to learn, it brings it sort of closer to you already in that period of learning and preparing you for the, for the job market. But, but won't that, like, you know, educating people for the job market, like, create, you know, a lot of boring generations where everyone has the same skill set and, like, the, the innovation goes could away? Be. Could be. Yeah, that's could, yeah. That could be. And what... Can, what what is your take on that, then, Darian? Like, how can you yeah. how can you combat something like that? Yes. Because you do want mm -hmm. to have like the great minds who totally think outside of the box, right? Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, what Sylvester said, you need a traditional education, education maybe for some of the of the uh, uh, to give you basis. So, we were with our bootcamp, we developed uh, programmers, we developed like coders, but we mm -hmm. could not uh, deliver a software engineers, you know. So for that you have a, to need a, you need a stronger basis. So I had the same problem as a marketing uh, lead instructor for marketing. Yes, I created a digital marketers that can uh, easily fit uh, at the market, but mm -hmm. the, the the part of the communication, communication strategy, brand values, uh, developing uh, you know just this communication strategy that is much wider than the digital marketing strategy. It was something that that we lacked, so that's why we decided to uh, uh, maybe uh, just uh, have this approach that is combined the traditional education uh, yeah. uh, in terms of applied studies. So that that's uh, on the first take. Uh, and the second aspect of the question: uh, How do you create um, uh, maybe curricula that is adapted to 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 any single uh, maybe student and not fit one size fit them all? Uh, mm -hmm. You have the answer if the, maybe in the cooperation of the uh, biggest university in the world with the platform for MOOC. It's not just uh, the, the scaling of the programs, because now you yeah. can find these programs much cheaper on, the, on these platforms. Not uh, only about some of the degrees and uh, micro-credentials, but also it's about the data points. The, the huge uh, data that uh, the, the MOOC generates. So based on this data, you can create an individual, some kind of uh, 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 maybe curriculum uh, or maybe uh, do some adjustments based on their performance because you can measure much better the real engagement when you, yeah. uh, when you are full digital. So this, this gives you some opportunity and when you introduce the algorithms uh, as on, are introduced on the social media now in the education, I'm sure that we can maybe find some approach where we can create some 
you know, uh, approach that is not one fits all, but individual based on, on this uh, maybe AI right. uh, data science, etc. Et what MOOC? What does that stand for? Okay. Uh, that's massive online uh, uh, courses, uh, platforms like Udemy, like uh, uh, Coursera, etc. Et so you, you mentioned that uh, world renowned universities are posting their own courses there, and yep. you can also create your own criteria. Your own, uh, yeah. sorry, curriculum and get like a um, micro, uh, micro credentials. Credentials. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like uh, uh, as I was talking previously, the the diploma as a concept, uh, like this monolithic curricula, is mm -hmm. not that much uh, on a value today. So you you have to you know maybe collect these micro credentials. That, that that's everything. Uh, if you see uh, on LinkedIn and and everywhere, people trying to. To, new some, uh, to, to learn some new skills, new, uh, create some new skill, uh, skill sets, uh, uh, programmers are learning data, marketers are learning data, uh, UX designers are learning something else, etc. etc. So uh, I think that uh, some of the uh, university not just offer, not, not, not just offer their programs on, on this platform, but also uh, they uh, try to motivate their students to take some of the external uh, courses and uh, uh, become part of their, their, their skill set. Yeah. Okay. And so, so I was wondering... The monolithic uh, curricula will, 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 the, will be dissected in this smaller... Right. And but like when, when... Yeah. But so when I can like follow online classes and like put my own curriculum together, like I, ca I cannot become a doctor in this way, right? Like I cannot just, you know go to Brainster or Udemy or any other university and say like, hey, you know, I'm going to follow a couple of online courses on this and that. So mm -hmm. does this only fit the, you know, software engineering IT part of the educational spectrum? Or do you also see it applying to, I don't know, maybe uh, law or uh, or any of that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but well, I guess that it would be more difficult to apply it on some of the uh, of the segments of the education. But I guess that the, the digitalization of the education is, is necessary and it's imminent and it will happen. Uh, so uh, it's it's very important because uh, a lot of uh, young people, a mm -hmm. lot of people business oriented, uh, they saw this opportunity. It was like a blue ocean, you know. Uh, uh, there was this gap when you fill it with informal education. There are a lot of money to be made, and sometimes you lack, you know. And the job market is hungry, and you don't yeah. have to de de uh, deliver strong quality in order to get people uh, employed because the companies are looking for like literally anyone that that can uh, sometimes yeah. type two lines of code, you know. Yeah. So this this is not a good approach. So you need. Uh, uh, maybe a partnership between between the academia because the, the the bases are in the academia. So the academia and the the, the practitioners should uh, listen one to another. I had this opportunity to to, to see the, the 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 both worlds, and I know that uh, the the one uh, part of the story cannot survive without the other. Right. If you want to develop uh, deliver a strong quality of people, so if they work together, yeah. I guess that this will be applicable to to much more 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 educational fields. Okay. And still, a typical university is four or five years, maybe, right? Yeah. Give or take? Yeah. So, yes, you can give, get universities closer to companies or to businesses and to learn what they need, but they're still working cohorts, right? So they're always, at least that's what I've seen, they're always following the train, basically. So, yeah, the next cohort, they might implement what the business market is now requesting, but the curriculum for the first five years is already set.
so they won't change that because yes. well regulations law whatever so i don't think you can teach specific technologies or specific uh, methods mm -hmm. maybe using that way if you want to be close to the business uh, side of things well, I mean, you're not going to develop yeah. uh, scientists with uh, these informal education. I don't know. I think yeah. it's about the scientists. What is science? How do you do this stuff? How do you how do you validate? What what is a scientific way? I think that's the part you want to learn, but not per se. How do I where Correct. do I research? Correct. Yeah. yeah, but absolutely, this is one of the biggest problems of the traditional education that you cannot easily change the curriculum. That, that's the biggest problem because you need like three semesters at least to to implement something new and you are all in the technology field and you know what kind of technologies can emerge in a year and a half so in marketing in my field there is i don't know tiktok that has like two billion uh, users and uh, mm -hmm. uh, one year ago it, it almost it, it it was non-existent so if they yeah. create a monetization now we we all need to know what was was this kind of platform and how, how do we use it and we don't have two years because it, in two years maybe it, i don't know facebook will be gone but but students need to, students need to know what they sign up for right i mean you cannot say like i'm going to do this education and in four or five years i'll know where i'll be at like it's i think it's hard for a school to be saying like well come to us and we'll teach you stuff that companies will want but we cannot really tell you upfront what it is because the world changes every year like that's really hard to convince someone to come study, right? Or you think it's yes, actually that, a selling that, 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 point? No, the, the situation is it's actually like that, you know, like 65% uh, mm -hmm. of the children in the elementary yeah. school will work in field that is non-existent today. That's a fact, you know. Okay. So uh, anyone that, 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 that uh, sells you something and say, I will know that this will work in four years. No, he doesn't, you know. Okay. So the situation is like that, but uh, the responsibility is uh, on the side of the education, you know, yeah. to create an applicable curriculum. So that, that that's why we, we can maybe go back to this part that you need to create a problem solvers. You you need yeah. to try to 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 make people uh, you know uh, learn how to how to solve problems. If they yeah. know how to solve problems, they will manage to to find themselves uh, comfortable with any technology that emerges on the market. Yeah, yeah, and that's for that probably you need more long-term approach or more academic uh, approach? I don't know. I think it can be way shorter than four years. Could be, maybe. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense to me. And I think this already starts at elementary school. Correct. How do you so, learn? It's not, mm -hmm. it's not yet how they learn. How they learn is maybe one of the, the... So we can go to the methodology now. You know, you need to remove the professor from the center of the educational universe. You need, you need mm -hmm. to do that. Because now... Uh, uh, we are, we are talking not generally for the education, but let's stick to the uh, education that is uh, uh, applied to te technology in general, to digital sure. skills. Okay. Yep. So if we talk about that, you need to remove the professor because most of the things uh, that we do today as a professionals, we do uh, with solving problems. And uh, if you don't solve problems through your education, and 90% if 90 of your education is ba based on uh, uh, the professor just reading from the book, to you, I think that 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 that's missed opportunity to to create a problem solvers. So this is there was one uh, interesting experiment. Uh, one scientist from India. Uh, the experiment is called hole in the wall. 
So oh, he in went one? in one, okay. uh, yeah, one village in India where uh, there is literally no internet, no technology, nothing. And he put uh, a computer with internet uh, in a wall and he just put uh, like a glass in front. So the people, uh, the, the children uh, could use the computer but not break it. And they managed to find all of the functionalities of the computer. They learned themselves how to browse. They learned themselves everything. So in the second part of this approach, he was just uh, acting as, as he saying uh, the grandma. The grandma is the, the person that says, I, I bet you cannot do this. So he was coming uh, in a month or, or some, some period of time and he was saying, okay, I bet you cannot find, uh, I don't know, uh, the code of, uh, I don't know, the DNA or something like that, something that is crazy scientific yeah. uh, thing to, to explore. And uh, he, he was coming back like in a month and they were all set. And uh, how did you how did you do? Well, we find something, but not not everything. And when they showed him what, what did they find, it was like some scientific research or something. So uh, it, this is a kind of proof that uh, uh, you need to uh, redesign the, the, the methodology of, 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 of the... And first of all, you need to remove the, the, the professor uh, from the center of the universe. Not, 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 in the, not that they are not needed, yes, but they need to be more curators than, you know, the ones that are... Uh, uh, so, the, 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 yeah. yeah, so instead of spoon-feeding the information and then testing the students, a, a professor should just say, like, hey, I'm facilitating here, this is the challenge, yeah. you guys go figure it out. That reminds me, that it sounds like I've heard that before. Yeah, man, it sounds like work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So is that also your vision of the future of education? Like rather than, you know, giving students stacks and stacks of books to read and like, okay, I'm going to quiz you guys on this. It's more like, okay, uh, well, yes. what, what do you want to learn? What do you want to know? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, there is one huge catalysator here in the whole process. That's the internet and that's the approach uh, of the, to the information, you know. 30 years ago, you don't, uh, uh, you don't have any information outside of the, 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 your, your, the book, the textbook, mm -hmm. you know. And you cannot search it. Maybe you can go to the library, but you can maybe find something, maybe not. There are no, 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 not hyperlinks in the, in the books, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but nowadays, uh, the, the approach uh, to, the, to the information, uh, it has its downsides, you know. You, know, you, you, you will need how to, know to, uh, to filter the information. So that's yeah. why the, the, the media literacy is one of the uh, uh, most important skills that you can teach people now, uh, uh, students nowadays. Nowadays, but uh, in general, now uh, the authority, uh, the unquestioned authority of the textbook and the professor, it's I mm -hmm. think it's the, the, the thing from the past. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's not this rebel way. So let's just. But I think that. Yeah, they, they will be searching for information and they will be looking for information. They will learn uh, by, by themselves. They will. I had these situations, uh, people working in some uh, aspects of marketing that, that were very lucrative, you know, uh, uh, creating a, a fake uh, sites, uh, websites for, for uh, fake news uh, uh, on the elections when the Trump was elect elected. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they were making like a lot, a lot of money. So for me, that's not marketing as I know it and as I teach it, but I can learn from them 
uh, invaluable things about the functioning of maybe Google Ads platform, AdSense platform, and Facebook, etc. So I cannot uh, uh, see myself as the, the ultimate authority on, on things when I have uh, someone that is playing the system, even though yeah. he's in the gray side of, of the system, but he managed to find information that for me was you know, something that I cannot do, I cannot try, I cannot test. I'm working from Coca-Cola for some big companies and I cannot, you know, just put something and try whether Facebook will block me or no. So, you know, these this, uh, young people, the students, they will get the knowledge themselves. Yeah. So the, the teacher will have to reinvent its, his authority, but not based on, on control and because the information is out there. Yeah, but now you're pointing to the teacher, I think this actually starts with the whole curriculum of a university. I don't think there should be a fixed curriculum, maybe a few ideas or central concepts that you want to teach. But this started actually in the Industrial Revolution. Have you seen that YouTube movie by Sir Ken Robinson? Well, I have seen some of them, but I don't know. I should really look it up. It's a great explanation mm -hmm. of where yeah. that all started, right? But basically, you get a batch of people every year that know the same stuff. And it was great in the industrial yeah. world, right? Because all people know the same stuff. You might be good at math, okay, you're doing that. You might be good at manual labor, you're doing that. That's about what they needed. But now we need different kinds of people, basically. Yeah. yeah. We will be experimenting with one thing. Uh, uh, it's called a sidetrack. So brainstorming now, as I, I told you, we are creating this uh, applied studies curriculum that will last for three years. So it's not mm -hmm. a short uh, period of time. And But along with the regular curricula, we are doing a digital platform where you have uh, this sidetrack that enables you something that is called T-shaped learning. That means that mm -hmm. if I start with programming and I, I find a, a field or a subfield that interest uh, that uh, the, you know generates a lot of interest for me, I can go on the digital platform and I can start learning in this field. Like if this is the curriculum, this is the T-shaped learning where I go in depth in something that I, I find uh, 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 very interesting and maybe useful. So we will give the the students freedom just to roam. Uh, along the curricula and we will give them enough resources to maybe go uh, uh, on one side and uh, become specialist. But we are doing this sidetrack with the companies that, that are uh, maybe have some uh, special technologies that are working. Maybe that, uh, this is a company, the only one that works with this kind of technology. And then create this, this content, these side courses, uh, and when the students, it's beneficial for, for the both sides. Students are learning more and more in-depth in one field that they are interested and the companies can recruit the students. So this way, if you think that after the second year, you are good to go uh, and maybe you don't want to, to become a software engineer and know all of the things, it's enough that you find the technology that, that, that fits you. Okay, you drop here. And it's counterintuitive mm -hmm. in terms of financial benefits, etc., etc. But uh, in general, I think that this is the future of, of education, at least one path that we want to try. And if we succeed, I think that we will be pioneers in, in this field. So the, the how are you going to how are you going to do um, uh, accreditation on that if people are really flexible? Yeah, the main, the, yeah, the main track, the main track is the one that is accredited. Okay. This is something okay. that people will do on their own. It's not okay. prerequisite to, to finish. It's to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why so it's called yeah. sidetrack. And so the thing that you guys have done with Brainster and stuff about the whole education is because the situation in, in, in Macedonia, in your case, was as it was. 
Do you think it's also applicable to, like, for example, here in the Netherlands, or maybe like you have these big renowned universities in England, right? Uh, like, does it also apply there, or is it because like society is is vastly different than you know where you're from? It it yeah, might absolutely. work in a different way, or there will be more resistance, or it will take longer. Mm -hmm. What yeah, do you think about that? It, yeah, it will have the big differences because in our society, absolutely, it can work because nothing else works. Right. Most of the, 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 the things that are established here in the system, they don't work as well as they should. But I guess that in the developed countries, the education uh, uh, take care of some of these problems that we were discussing today. I think that, but uh, also uh, yeah. there you have the problem of the accessibility maybe of the education and the, the, the price of the, the, the studies on the university that they can afford to, you know, right. they have these huge laboratories, they have these workspaces, they have innovation centers, they have everything. So I think you're pretty much covered if you have this MIT laboratory or, or something, you are covered with the, with the practical side of the, of the studies. Yeah, but I mean, the, what you said, I think that tuition fees are a big, yeah. Um, yeah. what is it called, border for people to, 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 to yeah. cross. So in essence, these alternative forms of education are democratizing education for people who cannot, Absolutely. Who cannot do it. Yes, yeah, but if you have, uh, if, if you're, if you're, if you're an employee or an employer, I mean, and you can choose with someone who has, I don't know, like a Yale degree versus some guy who who followed a lot of Udemy courses, like, do you think there's even there's even going to be a competition there? Uh, are you gonna? Well, I'm hoping that you're hiring somebody from from Yale and Udemy for different mm -hmm. positions. I would hope that. Why? Yeah. Absolutely, but but in this specific position in the time, as the job market is, is uh, 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 positioned now, there are a lot of openings for a lot of jobs, and you cannot fill them with the, with the people that you have on the university. So uh, we have like uh, in Macedonia, these numbers are, are small, but like we we uh, have a lack of uh, like ten times more uh, mm -hmm. students are needed or 10 times more uh, positions are opened in programming and digital skills right. than uh, students that are uh, uh, finishing the, the, the university. So yeah, so like my example doesn't really apply because my example doesn't really apply because there is no competition. You, you know, there the companies no just need people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Interesting. For yeah, now. For now. For For different uh, positions, maybe these people. Yeah. Yeah. For now. I don't know. If, you, if somebody and, finishes like high-end university, maybe you would hope, maybe, they gain more knowledge at more on a scientific level. So, yeah. Yeah, it, okay, more knowledge, I, I, that's the trick, right? If they might be more trained in how to get more knowledge or how to learn Perhaps. faster or yeah, how to yeah, discover yeah, things, yeah. that I would appreciate. But if a guy says, yeah, but I don't know how to do this and I'll do it on my own, that's also valuable. So, yeah, I, and to me, that, that piece of paper that I finished this course or I finished this yeah. university has way less value over the last, well, 10 years, I think. At well, least in our sector. Yeah, we stopped using yeah. it, it doesn't matter anymore. No. Of course, I want to know what did you do and how did you solve it, but the technologies or the certification yeah. you used to make it happen, no, not relevant, yeah, to but, me at least. Yeah, but uh, uh, in society as ours that went to, through this transition, uh, we have a great problem with public administration. The public administration is massive. Like, and it's a, you know, like it's a tool for the political parties. If you have a lot of people in public administration, you have a lot of voters, so nobody wants to get rid of the administration. But the public administration, it's not something that a young uh, person would like to work. 
uh, ad because mm -hmm. they are not well paid and the, the, like you know this uh, uh, there, there is no room for for uh, going forward with with learning with salary and everything and everything so uh, most of them just uh, try to uh, reskill uh, 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 purchase some uh, or find some uh, course that, uh, that that can give them digital uh, skill set and they can start working in a marketing agency. So the salary right. is not big, but you can uh, uh, from here on you can build a career. The and in the public yeah. administration, there is no room to do so. It's a, it's a, what we did. It's a, 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 like we opened a door for a, a lot of people. They uh, were stuck in their careers. Uh, yeah. uh, absolutely, it's, it's something that now you know. It's it's a thing that maybe yes, they're not the top one percent, two percent. We didn't create software engineers, but we solved a huge problem for for, for a huge part of the young population yeah. in the country, and it, it's something that it's so, very valuable. Yeah. So I was I was I was wondering because. Um, in my eyes, this also might lead to some form of corruption or like perversion, maybe even because you're uh, educating young people to, you know, do specific uh, to get specific knowledge that companies would want. And if you say like, yeah, there's just this huge amount of positions that are open that companies are, are looking to hire people, I can imagine that companies might start, you know, paying these these okay. educational institutes for like, hey, you know, I need you guys to exactly teach this specific thing for me and you know once you've taught these students that i need you to bring them to me so i can so i can hire them like totally maybe uh ruining other companies out there that might also be in dire need of, of people with the same skill set is, is is anything like that already uh happening like yeah. corruption and, and stuff like that and how do you Not deal with corruption, that but yeah we we have some offers uh you know uh, it's uh uh, we were thinking about uh, creating a system where you can invest in in uh, future future employees, you know. And well, it's, we it's are ready to. I think it's a fair trade uh, in terms of yes, there are people coming. Okay, just find me something and get me out of this uh, job that I'm, I'm working right now. Yeah. If it's better paid, it's great. If is there opportunity for you know uh, going higher higher in the career, that's great. Yeah. So I'm not asking where do you send me. So I think it's a fair trade for the the, the, the both of the parts, but I understand the the, the, the thing that you are pointing uh, at. Yeah, so uh, it's not necessarily a bad yeah. thing right now, right? But it it, but it might be. It's, yes. But it's not a new thing. Yes. It's not a new thing as well. Okay. Well, I remember my father, who went to university 50 years ago, uh -huh. he was a stipendist from a, from a company who was like, okay, hey, we see a huge potential in you. We're gonna, you know, um, pay your you, tuition, pay your tuition or whatever. Yeah. And then you come and like work with us for uh, after you graduate yeah, yeah. for a few years, right? So that's not necessarily a bad bad thing. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, and yeah. uh, you also have now also happening in the Netherlands, you have a bunch of uh, companies uh, that are maybe slightly maybe different model than what we're discussing for here at Brentster did, mm -hmm. but they also look for people who want to change uh, careers and actually even pay them salaries while they're being trained mm -hmm. and then they make agreements with companies that the people yeah. go go to work for companies it's yeah. essentially fulfilling that gap the need in the in the market but also helping people okay make yeah. improving their their personal lives yeah we had something that was called like opportunity fund where companies put some money for the talented students uh -huh. to, to go on our boot camps and after that they employ them and uh, they repay that uh, they don't repay the debt but they fill in the opportunity fund so that yeah other other students can can use it so but also as as i said this is a, a like a quick fix uh, to the yes. to the uh, problems that we have in the society but it's not a long-term fix that's why we are pivoting uh, uh, 
a, a bit more towards the not academia but applied studies and a bit long-term uh, studies so but we yeah. are open to experimenting with, with different teams for uh, di di different kind of uh, things so for example we are uh, we were discussing uh, for every student to have like uh, an equity in a startup that they can come up with idea for startup mm -hmm. they can come up come up with or we can also create or maybe collect some ideas from uh, people companies spin-offs uh, of companies etc etc so we have like this pool of companies uh, so sort of ideas or maybe startups uh, so when you come to our university you like have i don't know five percent equity in three companies and uh, you are building your projects on the university for the companies that you have the equity. And also, right. by uh, being a good student, uh, you uh, like collect uh, some, uh, let's say, it like uh, it's equity, but it's not connected to a company. And you can use it to buy some equity on the company of your colleague that you think is, is, is uh, doing a good job. You know, maybe in the second, the third year, you see that they're building up and you can just chip in. Uh, and also, I I, yeah, 99%, 90 of these companies mm -hmm, will fail. But these 10% that might emerge, they will be employers of their colleagues because they went through the same educational system. They they think in the same frame, etc., etc. So I don't know how this will work, but this is a kind of idea that maybe fits better the market than the traditional education. I'm not sure if you need the equity part. That's what I was trying to say. I think in the end, what everyone is looking for is a challenge and then guidance on how to solve the challenge, right? And I, I think if you make that happen, it could be just within companies. It doesn't really matter. Any company is willing to invest in, hey, you're trying to find a solution for me. Go. Absolutely. We, we, we have this program in the boot camps. It's called Learning and Hiring Partnerships. So we have companies that uh, now I am in another company. I am just uh, as instructor in Bracer, uh, uh, but I have this another company that it's in the storytelling business, Vidivaka. Uh, so uh, the students from Bracer were doing two projects for us: redesign okay. of the brand and UX for uh, UX/UI for the website. So we have this uh, partnership where the students are doing projects for the companies. The students, uh, they gain experience, they can put it in their portfolio and that CV, etc., etc., and it makes makes easier for them to apply for jobs and the companies, they get uh, uh, also uh, projects. But also uh, the, the, the fee is very small just to pay for mentors, just to make sure that the projects are, are on, the, on the higher level than uh, yeah. if the students were working by themselves. Yeah, so the companies get uh, you know cheap labor basically, but the students yes, gain experience, yes. like real world yes. experience. So it's a win win for both both parties. Yeah, basically. it's necessary yeah. because for every vacant job position, you need to show some you know experience, and it's yeah. difficult if you don't have one. Yeah. yeah, and not just cheap labor, right? You also get to be connected to a way younger Absolutely. audience. They think differently. They use mobile apps differently. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what companies are yeah. looking for. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And how, because now we're fo mostly focused on education, uh, let's say high-end education and for job-able uh, individuals, how would, how, how would this... Your marketable skills, you mean, like... Well, what I mean is, we're talking primarily about the challenges of uh, high education, what about like primary education of okay. kids, and like how do you, is there yeah, room for, what, what, what needs to change there, like Dario mentioned, uh, for 65% of primary educations now, the jobs are not going to exist, are not existing yet. So, um, 
does that level of education needs transformation as well? Yeah, well, yeah. that's a, that's a very very different beast, you know. I, I'm not comfortable, uh, uh, you know, going there because there there are kids. Uh, for me, it's it's very, you know, uh, this is uh, uh, very easy to think uh, when you when you work with people that are already stuck in their career and you cannot, you know, screw things up a lot. No, but, but should you offer maybe to, s- yeah. programming uh, on uh, like uh, elementary school, like I don't know, yeah, in I the think. sixth or seventh grade, like maybe build a basic uh, app yes. or something? Like, is that something yes. that could Scratch, be beneficial? Definitely, definitely. Scratch as a, as a concept and, and something like that. I think that they, they yeah. need to to uh, maybe to make them think that way. You know, develop that the, the, the yeah. skills. But I think this is a field that is very, very, very. Uh, you know, tricky and uh, yeah. but th- there was this uh, this book uh, called "The Smartest Kids in the World" and how uh, did they become uh, like this? So uh, uh, the author is uh, like going in four countries that they have the best results on the PISA test. That's like international test that compares yeah. the results in most of the countries. So South Korea was one of the examples. They are like. Uh, busting their kids ass with learning yeah. so they learn 24 7 and uh, the tutors that are after school uh, like uh, offering after school lessons they're like paid in they, they like uh, uh, they have millions millions on their accounts just from from uh, doing this as a side business uh, but also the system there is that if you qualify for the state university you will definitely have the, the appropriate work, will be paid, will be respected in the society, etc., etc. So they have this established this flow where yes, you you bust your uh, learning, but there is a reward at the end of the of the of this road. So also mm-hmm. there is. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's a unique thing, I would say that probably. Yeah. No, probably yeah, that, would that apply everywhere. Not one on one for everybody. In, mm-hmm. in Poland, so in Poland. The, the, the elementary schools they have this uh, autonomy, so you know they uh, create their uh, curriculum, their, their their tools for working, their textbooks, uh, the materials, etc., etc. And there's like a health comp- healthy competition in the in the in the field. So if you do good, uh, a lot of the uh, the students will want to uh, enroll in your uh, high school or elementary school, etc. You get more money uh, from the budget, and you use this money to create even better better uh, program so th- that's one approach finland it, it's something else finland invests a lot in the in the in the professors so the most uh, the most difficult uh, university to get enrolled to into uh, finland is the the university for teachers it's like mm-hmm. they apply like 10000 people and they uh, just uh, like 1000 uh, people can can uh, be part of the university so they invest in the teachers so these are different approach and yeah, it's, I didn't touch the technology that much, but I think that there are some different approaches that that maybe can be applied. But what, what you what you just mentioned, like for instance, uh, I, we didn't. Um, I don't know if like Poland or Finland applies, but what you said, South Korea. So South Korea has like the standard education. They have also mm-hmm. after school oh. education, which is uh, essentially, if we compare it to what like uh, these non-standard education is, mm-hmm. uh, um, like brain stories already achieving. So that there is something like that that already exists. Yeah, uh, also for younger uh, students. <laughs> Netherlands has uh, standard education. You often have like a bottle school fund, which is not always 
educational, it can be uh, other other expertise, right? Yeah, but then especially about, uh, okay, uh, we can help you get better at, at elementary school, all right, or learn more already. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm actually thinking that's kind of flawed, and that was triggered by uh, Ricardo Sommer, somewhat of a hero of mine. And he actually said, okay, what we're forgetting to teach kids is creativity, how to apply their mm -hmm. creativity to solve problems. So one of the examples he, he's giving, and I, I, that kind of stuck with me. He actually founded schools all across the world by now, as in uh, through yeah. uh, other people. And uh, what they do is, okay, we're going to build a bike. How do you do that? Well, the wheel needs to be round. Oh, for that you need to know something. But then, right, you're solving problems and while you're doing that, you're learning stuff. And I think that's way more interesting. If I look at my own kids, right, and yeah, okay, we're doing math. Oh, math. Why, why do I need to know that? And that's a yeah. typical question I keep presented. And I once answered to my daughter, okay, but then you can calculate how a rocket should fly to Mars, right? Eventually. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I get yeah, it. So like the application of the knowledge that you have, it's not always visible. And that's also the problem that I had throughout my education. It's like, yeah, I'm studying all of this. Also at university, have a lot. So the things that you, you were taught. I had no idea how that was going to benefit me in the end. No, but, but I think that's a huge motivation. If you yeah. understand why you're learning something, yeah. you're solving a problem, that's great. Then, yeah. then you can apply it directly. At least in, in, in those specific moments, I can learn very fast. And if well, I'm just being... Not you, yeah, anybody, I think. Read this, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, when we were de developing uh, our uh, new uh, uh, curricula for the, let's call it university, it's the Applied Studies, uh, the, the Faculty for Applied Studies, uh, uh, software engineer, we were discussing what should our KPIs be. So we were like, uh, should we, uh, let's see how many people are dropping out or how many people are getting jobs or how many people are uh, having A's or B's or something. And at the end, uh, we thought that the most reasonable KPI is uh, how often we will uh, like switch off the the, the lamps and uh, just you know chase them chase them from the, the the classroom. So we need to do something to make them solve problems, and we will be the ones that that will say, "Hey, stop, guys! It's enough for day. Enough learning, and we will yeah. switch them." So if we get to switch the lights, that's good. We've done a, a good job. Okay. So if you need to chase them out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And how is the uh, how is the government involved uh, in 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 you know a company like yours? Because I know in, in the Netherlands at least uh, you know there's a lot of rules and regulations that uh, come with uh, with education. There's a, of course the freedom of education. So there is also a component in in the educational system that is driven you know by the government, which is you know historically also a slow moving thing. Uh, uh, how does that fit uh, you know your your views? Yeah, so when, when someone asks how, how the government can help, the, the only answer is just stay aside. Yeah, that's the, Back off. The most you can help. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, I think it's a good thing that uh, in our country, you know, these uh, old school professors, they have these big egos and like they're the yep. new kids on the block and what can they teach them, you know. So it's good we are under the radar, but <laughs> we, we have like... Uh, more students that, uh, that that most of the universities that are in in the tech business. So uh, the eye started to you know go uh, in our direction, but in general yep. we had this 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 uh, maybe benefit of uh, being underestimated like an underdog. But uh, yep. that's something that that was good for us. But when we applied for the the, the applied studies, we need to go through government uh, certification for the studies. Right. 
Okay. We managed to do it. It was a difficult process, bureaucratic process and everything. But yeah, you now you have to go by the book. But but you you had also um, you said you had professors from the uh, from the business from the practice who were teaching. Yeah, also. Yeah. Did, did you also have professors from universities that were doing uh, courses? Uh? Only professor from university that was were in the same time uh, professionals in the area. So there were some some uh, professors that were professors on the technical faculty that they have their own companies, their own projects, etc., okay. etc. So the state state university for technology, you know the one you were a student, I guess there, uh, Pinky. It's a good one. It's it's a it's a good one. It started as a, as a pretty much enthusiastic. Uh, uh, program a lot of uh, professionals uh, were involved, etc., etc. But along the way, instead of them changing the education, the education system changed them, and they, you know, just fill in. The, the... That's the thing because you you just said okay, we're now certified, right? But it probably also means you need to have a specific curriculum, at least be able to validate some kind of test at the end. And that's well, the thing we, I see happening over and over again, also in Holland, right? We have standardized testing, doesn't matter what approach you take, but you need to be able to fill in the standard test. We don't have standard tests in terms of that they, uh, you, you have the same test on, the, uh, on all of the universities. No, you develop your own. You will have to, uh, you have some certain conditions you have to meet. So maybe sometimes you have this kind of, uh, I don't know, oral exam and sometimes you have practical exam, etc., etc. Uh, it's based on the curriculum you uh, apply with. Uh, uh, but we have this, this dilemma at the beginning. We wanted to go, to go totally unaccredited. So yes, three-year studies, it resembles the, the, the faculty, but you don't get the diploma. So the question was, what if someone asked, and what about the diploma, what do we say? We say, well, get the diploma. <laughs> so that was, our, <laughs> that was our answer. But we, we weren't brave enough to, to do it because the, the market is very traditional. And here the decision makers are not the children. Here that the parents are the decision makers and uh, the parents in our country are pretty, you know, the university is like, yeah. It's something that yeah. you cannot change because you are not doing it for yourself. You are doing it for the family, for your aunt, and etc. etc. The diploma is, you know, yeah. there to be like it's a, a status symbol. Family. Yeah, yeah, it's a status symbol. You, you for a lot university. Was, yeah. 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 Well, I still think it's not the same, right? For a lot of things, yeah, Completing yeah. university means something. Yeah. Yeah. So it we also doesn't to mean be. anything. That's the, kind of like the problem. And uh, you know, maybe to, to, to close off a bit, um, what does the what does the future hold for you know the, the education uh, for Brainstor or maybe for education in Macedonia or maybe even education you know worldwide? Like, um, where do you see it be you know fifteen years from now, basically? Well, definitely the the, the traditional education is under the pressure from the digital transformation, from the job market, from the big data, definitely. So the, okay. the big data is something that uh, is used everywhere, everywhere to, to you know, just develop, change the, the, the industries. And the education is the basis of the digital transformation. But it's a paradox that in the same time, same, same time is the least transformed industry. You know, it's right. the classroom system, it's like it was 300 years ago, you know. So okay. I think big changes are coming. It's definitely an inevitable. But I don't know. Uh, uh, 
I, I, I would really much like to see like this coexistence of the academia and the, 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 the industry. I think the, combined with the new technologies, big data, we can, yeah. we can create uh, something that, it, that, that hasn't been done for centuries and it's a huge opportunity for the human kind. I, I, I want to be optimistic in this because yeah. uh, I think it's, the education is the, one of the most beautiful things that we we have as a civilization. So. I think that's a beautiful goal, I think. Yeah, it's essentially yeah. The, the the key to solving most of the problems that we figure yeah. out. It's like education, education, education. Yep. Okay, and do you guys have any more questions for Diane? Oh, I really like this conversation. I think we could go on for hours and hours. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think we need to stop. Um, I would like to continue with this, this at some point. And uh, you're probably going to ask me for my tip of the day, or uh... well, if you have one, then sure. But I was, I was, I was planning on. But uh, oh, okay, I think that was coming next. But, okay, uh, if you, if you have if you have a tip, then sure, man. No, I'll I'll, uh, I'll post both the the YouTube uh, videos for uh, for the Ricardo Semler story and uh, Ken Robinson. I'll post them to this uh, podcast when we publish it. I, I think that's interesting. I think everyone should actually watch it. It's it's, yeah. it's very entertaining to see how this all started and where it came from. Okay. Yeah, I will send you Great. also some of the links that I mentioned, some of the references. Please. So Maybe yeah. you can link them. All right. Okay. Thank you, Darian. I don't know. Do you have anything, uh, anything to add, or anything that you haven't no, mentioned that pleasure. you? Yeah. yeah. It was All pleasure. Right. The M hour passed really fast, so I think that uh, yeah, it was yeah. a nice discussion and very interesting. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. Uh, I want to thank, uh, of course, Panche as well. Thank you as well. And Sylvester, pleasure to having you uh, on the show. I think this time you talked a bit more than 3%. Uh... Yeah, I was in a better vibe this time. So, yeah. Yeah, and this is a topic I'm really passionate about. Yeah. But it's uh, a story for another time. So, uh, yeah. Thanks to the listener as well, of course, for listening in, as always. Uh, if you have any suggestions or remarks or any questions about, uh, you know, this subject for us or for Darian, uh, feel free to send us an email at uh, podcast at forscouts.nl or maybe a Twitter at forscouts. Darian, thanks again very much. Where can uh, people uh, learn more about uh, what it is that you guys are doing? Yeah, now uh, brainster.io, uh, there is uh, now an international uh, academy. Uh, there uh, now uh, we are working in Vienna also. In, okay. uh, uh, I hope soon in Berlin and in Tokyo. So brainster.io, you can uh, see all of the information. All there right. are some of the first boot camps are uh, data science and uh, Academy of UX UI. So feel free to, to awesome. check it out and ask some, some questions about it. Yeah. We'll include the links uh, and uh, check it out. All right. Thanks again, everyone, and see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Rolf. No problem.